Hi there, welcome to an episode of an Inside View podcast in association with On The Ball Team Building. I'm your host, Jamie Finn. If this is your first time listening, please do go back to episode one and have a listen. If you haven't done so already, please do click subscribe. There is a business or sports person in each of us and we hope that our guest stories will help our listeners to chase their dreams. Welcome to episode 3 of series 4 of an Inside View podcast with On The Ball Team Building. A special shout out to our sponsors Sport Endorse who have come on board for this series. They're an online sports sponsorship platform that connects athletes with companies all around the world. The Irish owned online marketplace has over 4,000 athletes globally. For more information be sure to check out the show notes. Also a big shout out to the Shire Baron Cafe and Clarny who are also supporting the podcast again this series which we are really extremely grateful for. Thanks very much for the two companies for sponsoring the podcast. Without you it wouldn't be possible. On this week's episode I'm delighted to be joined by co-founder of Sport Endorse Trevor Tomley. The Kerry native set up Sports Endorse with Declan Burke in 2018 and now has over 4,000 athletes on the platform across 90 disciplines. Since its inception, it has grown into all continents. There is no doubt we have a huge amount to cover, so let's bring him on. So hi Trevor, uh, thanks for taking time out to come on an interview podcast. We're trying to get this over the line the last couple of weeks. I, I really appreciate you taking time out because I know you're you're very busy and you have a lot of exciting things on which we'll delve into. How are you keeping? Good, Jimmy. Thanks for having me today. Um, nice to catch up with another Kerry man. And... Uh, and great minds think alike, Jamie, and so do ours. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And it just for people who uh, who can't see, there's a beautiful green and gold jersey in the backdrop there, signed by the All Ireland winning team. Um, it's sitting perfectly there, the 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 green and gold. Uh, I suppose I swapped it around for you, Jamie. There was the Irish jersey there, and I I put it on the fireplace, and yours went up. Um, so uh, I did that especially for you, kid. Yeah, I I, I thought the Cork one was up there, was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> yeah, the, the only reds would we have here we've the connacht jersey here um when they won the pro 12 and we have a pats jersey that when they won the fai cup final and i've oh, got yeah. kilkenny coming and we've the irish jersey there the the the, fem- the irish ladies team who got to the world cup we've one of them as well and we've loads more coming on i have a limerick one the uh, three in a row and uh, we've a sampdoria one we've um uh, Ron O'Gara said he's going to get me uh, a La Rochelle one for the for the the yes. Champions Cup. So we'll see. We're going to decorate the walls. If you looked around my office, they're not hung up yet. But um, I have someone coming in during the week to to hang them up. So we we'll uh, we'll sportify it. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. On on that point, um, Trevor, like that, you know, you're very you're a very very busy person. Like, and how do you how do you break up your day? How do you manage manage your time? Listen, we only had a chat about this earlier myself and Deck, and we're trying to say, like, how do we, how do we, um, you know, do you have a to-do list? And I normally, I would, I track my week, I try and plan my meets, I try and, I, I always try and meet people face-to-face, right? I try and meet, meet clients, try and meet athletes. So I have a balance. I have a balance of meeting athletes, meeting companies, and then I book in my diary. I've got a couple of diaries in there, and I'll go, this is what I need to do today. Boom, 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 boom. And you might, I might have my day start at 6 a.m. and might finish at 10 o'clock at night. So I do a full day 
I'll start my morning at eight. I'll have my breakfast. I'll bring the kids to school. I'll come into the office here. We'll do a full day of meetings and we have our own meetings as well. We have our marketing meetings, our sales meetings, our athlete meetings, our brand meetings. And at night, I normally spend an hour and a half to two hours. Like I was talking to Kevin Command last night about half 11 about his podcast today uh, with a company. Before that, I was I was doing something else that I didn't get done yesterday. So really, I my, I think that the, what I do, I'm very privileged. I'm very lucky to work in sport. If you're a sports fanatic person like like I am, um, and you and and you're doing something good that you're solving a problem for athletes and companies, I I enjoy it. I I don't I I yes I I don't find it a problem. We are working all the time. We're, we're what we're trying to bring these companies to the next stage, which, which is which is very exciting. So we don't mind it. Um, we have a good work atmosphere in here. It's a it's a good work ethic. We work very hard, but we have fun, and um. And yeah, bit of structure, bit of madness, a bit of uh, flow, and ultimately, it's about always working hard. Even on that point, uh, uh, Trevor, like you, 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 obviously seen this dealing with high performing people and high performing athletes, business, and and even business people as well. It's important to take time out, and even you know, like, do you have any? Do you do anything that kind of relaxes you? In, in could be even going for a run, walk, or or even going to the gym, maybe once or twice a week. Yeah, I do the gym. I go to the gym. I need to get back now after the Christmas holidays, but certainly I would do the gym. I go to the gym. I don't mind cycling into the office, walking in. I get time. Um, but even in that time, I would, I would, I'd listen to a podcast. I'd, uh, you know, I, I'm always on the move. I relax. Uh, when I, when I go for a pint with my friends, I try not to talk about work. We just have fun. That, that might be something I do to relax too. I love going to matches. Remember, I'm a fan too. So if I get, I relax going to a football match. It doesn't matter what it is. I I'd have fun at that, and and that's that's how I kind of do it. Um, you can't be full on all the time. I do wake up at three o'clock in the morning like this, going coming up with ideas, and I write it down on a, on a bit of paper. But my relaxed time is is my work too. I I I'm a fan. I go to matches and I I I go to the gym, and that's kind of how I do it. Brilliant, brilliant. And and that you touched on something there, on about the 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 team. And look, without the the people on your, you know, on your books, uh, you know, whatever about the athletes, but the the core team you have there in the office, it wouldn't be possible when yourself and and Declan are out and about. They're the they're the kind of the spine that keeps everything going. How do you ensure that they're happy all the time and they're, you know, they're they're on on the same page as you? You hire them in with with, with that they they're going to work hard and that they'll fit in. They need to be the right fit for the the culture of the company. Uh, that's important. Um. We, do you know what? We have fun. We, 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 we not, we'd knock uh, 20 minutes of having the crack there during the day. We're all different ages from 22 is our latest, uh, uh, Alex is the latest guy. He's 22 right up to 49, which is Declan. I'm younger than Declan. I'm 48. So, I, <laughs> so, so we go, we've, we've, we've a uh, vast experiences from the, the very confident, um, very confident young guys, uh, with, 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 with all the, with all the skills. To the other guys like me and Deck who who have the experience, but g- generally it's 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 fun to come in here. Um, listen, if you love sport and you, and and you and you and you're working in sport, and it's the dream job, isn't it? Uh, of course we've got KPIs, we've got targets, we've got numbers, we've got a we've cash flow, we've we've got to do all this stuff. Um, but we we have fun doing it. I think fun is the main thing, and uh, and and just know that you have to work hard. And 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 you can have fun then afterwards. 
You said it there in one. To be honest, it's everyone's dream job. Something I'd absolutely love. It gets me excited. You're you're always on the go, doing something different and dealing with different people with different who have different personalities all the time, and different sports as well. Let on that uh, point, where does just let's set the scene. Where does sport endorse fit in in the sports industry? Yeah, look, we. I mean, we started out. Uh, we're intermediaries, aren't we? If you're an agent, you're an intermediary. So we, we're a sports agency. Our legacy business was full service. We're still full service, and and our platform is still an intermediary. It's solving a problem. It's connecting athletes with with companies, and vice versa. Getting the right price for the company, getting the right price for the athlete. So we, so we're we're very important. We're we're probably one of five in the world is doing what we're doing, scaling. I don't know anyone that's scaling like we are. Over five thousand companies and athletes on Sport Endorse now, and um, so we mix it. We're, we're we've got the full service where we're dealing with stuff with uh, with Nina and Car. The stars and dealing with talks, doing PR photo shoots. That happens. We had I was telling you on the nineteenth of December, we had a full day photo shoot with two top stars in Ireland. That went on for a full day contract. That's all our our, our legacy business. What's very promising is our is our platform. And solving the problem where you can you can uh, talk to the company and chat to them via the Sport Endorse platform and uh, and do deals and have fun with that. What's the difference between the online and offline business? Like, do, do you deal with contracts as well? Yeah, just got a WhatsApp there from a footballer who's who's going up to a club in, up the north. So that's that's a signed contract there, a, a player form. Okay, so that's coming there. You can probably see it on the screen. So look. Um, that's the off. That's the offline. The the data. That's our legacy business. Our online is the platform. Um, the difference is what we do on the platform speeds it up. It's easier. It's quicker. It's more cost effective to book talent for both the stakeholders, the brand, the company, and the athlete. Uh, and it's the way the future is going. The platform. Booking people online, making it easy. You can do everything through through our platform. You can upload contracts. You can talk to them. You can you can promote, market your products on it. So, uh, they they're this. Do you know what? They're the same thing. You know, you got it. But there's a longer process with a deal, with a year long deal, than there is booking an athlete for for a for a a talk on the platform or doing posts or even longer deals. It's it's a lot easier and quicker to do it via the platform. The the offline stuff. It was what the platform was built on because we said, you know what, how can we solve problems for thousands of athletes if we're managing just 100? It's not you couldn't scale that way. You can build, you can have a lifestyle business, but certainly you couldn't scale. What we want to do is have hundreds of thousands of athletes and hundreds of thousands of companies in the future. And the, and the Sport Endorse platform allows us to scale. As you know, athletes can download the app anywhere in the world. And they can apply for opportunities anywhere in the world. They get notifications when someone's looking for their discipline. So um, they do the same thing, but they're very different in the process. But the, the platform was only built during COVID. Am I right in saying that? That's right. We were twiddling our thumbs. We lost probably 40% of our business. And we said we always kind of whiteboarded that we wanted to do something in a platform format, uh, in a marketplace. And, and we did it. We built it during COVID. Um we before had, that, it was just calls, was it? Uh, well, sorry, calls, meetings, calls, meetings, uh, networking, um, and the the platform itself. You know, we did MVP it. We did, you know, we had done the Madison Square Garden. We'd done all that. We'd done all the hard yards. It was enjoyable going there and, and to, to, to sold out Madison Square Garden. But you know what? 
we the, the platform the MVP was well thought out. Um, we put it out to tender to get it made. Uh, the best uh, tender came back. We MVP'd it. We ran, I think, about thirty-five thousand through it at the time. We said, "Okay, we're onto something here." It was quicker. So what? So what does the platform do? You can pay the talent. There's more money in the talent's pocket. You can pay them via IBAN or get an invoice. Very quick. It's very easy. It's very simple. And uh, and it's and it's and it takes out that friction. So the, the talent can say yes or no. The company can post and they can pick the talent and they can choose who they want to work with. So it's a uh, we like it and we're learning stuff every day why it's beneficial to the company and the athlete to join us. Definitely. And I remember coming across it before. It's very easy on the eye, you know, even in that regard, it's easy to navigate as well. So it's obviously, like you said, it's a work in progress. But the fact that a lot of people are signing up to it, a lot of athletes and a lot of businesses, it's, uh, it's definitely a good sign that it's uh, it's going the right direction. Just on, on that point, um, Trevor, the so you, you touched on the benefits of the athletes signing up. What are the benefits of these companies signing up? As opposed to going with say, um, to, directly to an agent. Yeah, well, sorry, agents are signing up. Agents are giving. Agents are paying a sub now to onboard their athletes because they can't do. You know, if you look at a footballer, you take Kylian Mbappe, right? His agents all worried about his football contract because whatever kind of gazillion millions it is, right? So they don't have time to be doing all the other stuff. So we're solving a problem for them too. Um, so the question was, wh- why is it easy for the brand? Well, first of all, it's access to thousands of athletes. You can you can post simply, to, you know, you can give them the ask. What what do you want via the platform? Then all of a sudden, you don't have to pick up the phone and ring me. The, at- the athlete gets a notification. He applies for it and you chat away to him. And you tell him your budget or her budget. And you say you're going to pay the mileage for them to come up to Dublin or go to London for their flights. And you pay them, and once they do the job, you click the button and you pay them. What's more beautiful than that? It's simple. It's easy that's, peasy. So that's why it's good for the company. It's it's it makes it easier, takes away the friction, and uh, and we're promoting that, you know, because what do companies look for? They look for authenticity. They look for the natural. They want people to care about their product, and that's who you want to work with. So when athletes apply for uh, for an opportunity on the platform, we encourage them to write a little note. You know what? I've been working, um, proteins are a part of my diet every day. I'd love to work with you. Please reach out to me via the platform and let's, let's, let's do this. So that's, kind, that's what we do. We encourage connection. We encourage transparency. Um, and what is it? It's seamless. It's transparent. It's transparent. And it's, it's simple. They're the, they're the things it's all that, that's, that the Sport Endorse platform achieves for, for both parties. And it's probably easy. Well, I want to say easy, but it's probably more marketable or yeah, more attractive for these big athletes, you know, companies going to these big athletes, but we say tier one athletes, if you want to, you know, classify them as that. But, you know, what if if an athlete is, you know, all they're still professional athletes, you know, that's that goes without saying. But if they're like a tier two or tier three, you know, if they might not have a strong presence on social media or their brand might be that strong you know how can sport endorse help them in that regard like you know they might think oh there's no point in me signing up to this because i have been following yeah we encourage if you're elite you're elite and there's a market for you there's somebody for you everywhere there's a small to medium business that want that can't afford killing Mbappe or tom brady the top five percent in the world of athletes get all the deals that's the reality steph curry these guys in Mbappe. These are the people who get the big seven figures. Everyone else needs my platform. That's a reality. Now, I can get you Steph Curry too or Kylian Mbappe, but it'll cost you a fortune. But certainly, if you're a small to medium business, even if you're a big business, 
And think about it now, um, Jamie. I, I read something recently, I think it was Estee Lauder, one of these big perfume brands. 85% of their full marketing budget is going on uh, social media and, and that kind of thing. So that's the way the world is going. It's, you know, it, advertising to, to athletes and engaging with high engagement and high um, and small micro. That's why you've micro, middle, macro. That's why you have all this, uh, d- these demographics. They're all available. And, you know, 200 euro to one athlete mightn't be something for, for Jesse Lingard, but it might mean a lot to someone who's trying to be an Olympian and win a gold on that particular time and some product. So the beauty about the platform is companies can gift they can, you know, reach out what their ask is and connect with with the with the relevant um, relevant discipline or talent, and uh, and yeah, look, um, yeah, as I said, it's the the ninety five percent don't get a look in, and we're solving a problem for all of them. Uh, you won't find Kylian Mbappe on my platform, but he might ring me up looking for an iPhone. <laughs> and has that happened? <laughs> um. I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, if 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 it's a no, you'd say straight out. <laughs> One carry man, two well, carry man. <laughs> read, uh, the, read between the lines, Jimmy. <laughs> just on on that note as well, <laughs> let's let's delve into that a bit more, uh, Trevor. Just on the athlete, like what constitutes or what is a good brand? Is it is it just social media presence or what else? You know, classifies a good brand. Look. Someone told me one time, what is a brand, right? And, and for an athlete, a brand, it's no different for a, for a company. A brand is what you do on a daily basis. It's how you conduct yourself. That's your brand. And the same with a company. If you've got certain values, you want to connect, you're looking for a certain uh, demographic that you're trying to target, that's the right fit. And if that athlete fits that, that's, your, that's what you do. So uh, you nurture your brand as an athlete and you look after your brand as a company. You don't want certain images to go out. You have your certain brand images, your, your colorings, all your bits about. So you, you mind it. Um, so I hope that kind of answers a bit of your question. You know, you know to build a brand, you need lots of money. <laughs> That's the reality. To spend on it and and you build up your fan base, you build up your customer base. Um, the bigger companies like Coca-Cola, what do they do in the downturn? They spend more money. What did we do during the, in COVID? We built our platform. Not comparing us to Coca-Cola. But you have to nurture your brand and make, you know, uh, look after it. And that's the same for a company and an athlete. They're both the same. They need to look after it and mind what they do on a daily basis. What do companies look for in an athlete? They might need their image rights for a year or six months. They want them to do posts. They need their time and labor for a photo shoot. Not a lot in it. They might ask them to do a Q&A and another thing like that. But your image rights are important. Um, and then there's different levels that they want them for press, TV. If you put TV, it's more money. If it's online, there's a certain price to that. So it's easy to price this stuff up. There's not a whole lot, like there's not a whole lot in it, but certainly um, it's about connecting with the right company, the right athlete, and building that relationship. We all want long-term relationships, don't we? We need to, you know, we all. So, so the athlete should say the same. I'm going to do this post for X with the view that I could have a long-term relationship with them, and when I win my gold. Won't, won't they be happy that they still could be so it works on both sides it works for both parties that they, that they work together in harmony you know you know if if on that point say if uh, a company and an athlete connected and they did a deal together or whatever the case maybe maybe just a one day event but if you saw look 
they're not they don't fit each other because it's not you know it's not coming across in the photo shoot it's not coming across in the interview that the athlete is actually happy or that the athlete is invested in this product or invested in this company would you step in then because you know something you see for example you might see a player or see an athlete standing beside a car they're just standing beside it because they're getting it for free for x amount of period of time do you know what the due diligence going into jamie you rarely get that right you normally place, like the athletes, the companies normally connect one to work with each other. Mm-hmm. And we we make sure, like we have a policy in here, you know, you be nice, you turn up, you smile on time. I worked in television, we had a huge rule. It was very, very difficult. You know, you went into studio there, you turned up in time and you smiled. There were the two things. So, no, we would never encourage, um, we encourage athletes to, if they're, to be authentic, be themselves, don't be... Don't go to a photo shoot because you want the few quid and, and the bar of chocolate. Make sure you mean it. You find out what your own passions are. We, we tell athletes to make sure to go for the things they're passionate about. I had an athlete here, a rugby player, and I won't give his name now, but I said, what are you passionate about? He says, I like bees and woodwork. I said, so you, I like making honey. You would never think this guy, but oh. that was his base. But it, it's he stood out. He stood out from the pack because... He was honest about what he what his uh, passions were in life. So I encourage athletes to be passionate. And when you're passionate and you go after the things that you that you that you're passionate about, companies will find you. I usually do this earlier on, but we'll delve into what we're talking about in a few minutes again. But I like to bring it back and kind of paint a picture of the person I'm chatting to. Um, you're a Tralee man. Uh, how right. do you end up setting setting up Sport and Doors? Uh, what you know. Where are the dots connected before that? Wow, do you know what? I um, I was never academic or anything like that. I went to the green green school, like character you, building, as they I say. I didn't want to <laughs> character <laughs> building school, but a great school, you know. And um, always loved sport. I think, and and always worked hard, Jamie. I always, you know, I remember cutting chips at thirteen years of age for a few quid. So I always, I think, at one time in my my teenage years, I knew. I was able to talk, I was willing to work hard and I wasn't afraid of anything. And I, and those three things for me was enough to say that I could do whatever I wanted. My mother was a great influence. You know, she was a very hard working woman and she, she, she instilled a work ethic into all of us that, you know, that um, just stick by that. If you work hard, you'll be okay and you'll be honest, you'll be okay. So I think probably my teenage years, um, I always went for stuff like I didn't, even when I got my job in Satanta, I met the CEO getting off the loose and I was in the Tribune and the Tribune was kind of going one way and he kind of said, I need people to come in. And I said, right, Grant, when do you want me? And I met him in the Buzzwell Hotel on the Monday or whatever. And he said, I said, how many do you want? I said, he said, four. I said, there'll be four of us in Buzzwells on Monday. And we started the following week. So I, I've, I've been lucky. I've been lucky, but, but it was, has been always been followed by hard work. In the Tribune, where when I walked in to meet uh, my 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 now good friend Dave Kelly, you know, I walked in off the street and, and asked for a job. That that didn't happen. It was it was I went for it. I I, and then I realised that I was good with people and I was willing to do the fifty calls a day in the Trib. And um, what what did I learn growing up in Tralee? You know, um, big winning winning town, isn't it? You have to win. There was a very competitive, right? Even all my friends. They were un- unbelievably competitive in basketball. In soccer, you wanted to beat Killarney Celtic. You wanted to beat Killarney Athletic. You had... Uh, you... So, 
an unbelievable county to grow up in, I think, in terms of sport and and uh, and to learn how to work hard. I would say all those things have stood to me throughout my life. Um, and yeah, and I've continued that. And yeah, I, I do. I, I, I have uh, had pinch me moments in the past. Uh, you know, Madison Square Garden and Michael Buffett calling out our sponsors' names, Buffett calling out our sponsors' names, and things like that. And we're ringside. Was but that I emotional? Don't get phased by any of that stuff? Uh, not really. I just said this is really fucking cool. <laughs> I was yeah. kind of taken back as well, but but not a lot. Remember, pre before that, Jamie, I worked in Satanta and I was at loads of Champions League finals. It's more the occasion for me, like you know, and I I think even. Uh, we went to Ireland, France, and Leon, and France beat us, like, I think, handily enough. Um, did we get an early goal? I can't remember. But that very day, I met President Hollande. I asked for a photograph with all the fans. I brought him in. Two seconds later, I bumped into Arsene Wenger. I went up and ch chat to him. Those uh, Before that, we were in the square with all the fans, the, the, the Irish fans and the French fans. Yeah. Those are standout moments for me. Sitting in Madison Square Garden, I'll always remember that first one. You know, we, we'd done seven or eight fights after that. But certainly that first one with a sellout crowd where Muhammad Ali started his career in a small garden. It was 9,000 Paddy's Day. And the build-up, the weekend, the week leading up to it was pretty cool. We were starting out. We were doing deals down the room down here for 25,000 for shorts. We didn't even have an office, right? But all my friends in Tralee came out. You know, we went out for the, for the fight. Uh, Deck and I went out. It was a great occasion. It was the start of something, you know, great. That's, that's the reality. You know, we... We've done this from scratch. We we didn't. We had an idea. Uh, everything we I've we've done, even the the, the Madison Square Garden fight, might have happened if I didn't meet my friend in O'Brien's. You know that it has been staged. We, we worked hard. We said from Declan to start when we were pitching athletes, there was loads of athletes coming to us looking for help. That was the first thing. So we didn't. We knew we knew there was a demand, but certainly. Um, we did loads of pitches, loads of decks. I think deck was blue in the face, some drawing up decks. So we we drew so many that actually we got it right eventually. But we got loads of stuff right in the process. You don't get it all right. Um, so everything we've done, the company, if you take 2016 onwards and we went full-time in, in 18, we worked very hard at us to get it to, get it to where it is to today and um, asked lots of right questions. Asked lots of wrong questions, <laughs> but and our knowledge has been built up through honesty and being honest with the athlete and being honest with the company. And what else can you get? Like, what else do you want in a, in a business where you're honest? To, you know, you just want to be yourself and be transparent. I, and, the, and the agency world doesn't historically allow that. You hear all these stories, but we we um we pride ourselves on transparency and 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 honesty, and that's how we do it. Where did you get the name Sport Doors? Again, we were in a room and we, someone threw up a name and Dorse on the on the on a slide on a whiteboard and we sat around and we were drinking coffee and I said throw and endorse in front of that. It wasn't <laughs> I said, well, I suppose we did talk about endorsements and you know, what is it we be doing? But you, now it's endorsements and and that's scaled into social media or that went into social media and then so endorsements kind of is is a, is a broad term that kind of encompasses all of it. Uh, and then it was sport we were in. So that's where it came from. There was no, um, yeah, we had, we, by the way, Jamie, we, my, my seven deck had loads of chats about setting up this company when we were, we were in, in our company, for current companies at the time or where, where we worked in Satanta and he was in the finance space. We'd, lo we'd lots of chats about doing it. We'd work together. 
Declan had sponsored the Pro 14. I was trying to flog it for years. Johnny Sexton <laughs> went to Paris and he sold and he sponsored it off me. So we 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 had lots of workings together and we knew we got on with the network where we talked about setting up this company for I'd say two years. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a light bulb moment, but we got the opportunity and then we went for it. Did you have any mentors growing up? Mentors? Very good one, actually. Interesting question. <laughs> I told you I'm going to challenge you. I have a few, a few other uh, wobblers that I, I yeah. didn't tell you about. <laughs> yeah, well, you can you can bring them on. <laughs> I can't uh, think of them right now. I think um, in Satanta, um, 100% on the business side, they shaped my, you know, like Jim Farley in in the, in this. He was a an MD in the Carryman, and he was um, CEO kind of MD in the Sunday Tribune. Um, he he was amazing. I would say it gave me confidence as a young Carryman coming to Dublin. Um, that's difficult, isn't it, um, Trevor? You know, a countryman. I know we we laugh about it, but a countryman going off to Dublin can be daunting at the start, like daunting. But you know what? I had a sister up here. I had a you know I I um I was young. I was full of full of naivety and full of brilliant, full of ideas. That's a truly honest idea. Work hard. That's a truly raw, right? But I, <laughs> but certainly I um yeah, not not easy. But you know what? I worked through it, and I made great friends there. So I probably have mentors in all the places I've worked in, Jamie. You know, in in Satanta, the owners there were very good. Um, but uh, and then you know, in the in this business, in the sports business, I found people were quite open and uh, with us and uh, and building our network and finding out how, how things work. I, I I you know what? I probably could give you a couple of names. I've given you one, Jim. Would would have been a friend, a good guy to help me in my early days. Uh, and in Satanta, for sure, you know, the, the owners were, were, were kind of pivotal in my thinking around business. Uh, and my Declan and myself, we mentor each other, I think, you know, we're quite different, uh, but we're, we're really good friends. And we, you know, I would say that's we've learned a lot in seven years. And, 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 and I suppose that's mentorship in some way. What you're doing is, you know, you found a problem um, and you're fixing the problem. Um, and naturally, some people would support it, other people wouldn't support it, and that's just unfortunately the the way things are at the moment, or in this this day and age. Sports in Ireland, um, have you been getting full support for what you're doing in all sports? Um, or, or has as some sports been kind of saying you shouldn't, or at least shouldn't be, shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Do you know what? Everyone's always afraid of the, newbie, the newbies, aren't they? They're going to go, who are they now? Are they going to eat some of our cake or some of our pie? Eventually, they realize we're, we're nice guys and we're friendly and we actually... Um, so we have 93 disciplines now, Jamie. Oh, so, yeah. And the athletes are coming to us. The athletes are coming came to us early. Um, no, no I, the GA were, have been very welcoming to me. Uh, rugby players the same. Um, no, we don't depend on the, the, on them either. You see, and if we can help them, we can help them. That's the way we work it. And um, no, we're we're friends with everybody, Jamie. We're friends with them all. 
and uh, and we and we kind of work off that model. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And just out of curiosity, is this, is it Navy Blue Sports? Are they a management company? Like, for example, like how did they differentiate to like yourselves? Would they are they kind of more one discipline focused and don't have the, the rugby? Platform? They, they were rugby, and he does he does a lot of rugby contracts. Um, I think there's a couple of them in there. Oh yeah. Um, no. So yeah, we're we're primarily, if you think about it, we're kind of pretty much the core is endorsement space. I'm a licensed agent in the football, but it's really just if the players need me to do anything. Um, I've footballers on the platform who, who you know who ask me to find them clubs and things like that. So and and, and vice versa. But um, yeah, they would be they'd be rugby primarily, I think. When you say a licensed agent, um, are you are we pre- are you able to identify some names or or uh, some big athletes you, or even different sports big athletes you have on the on the platform? Um, you know, I talked to you before. We we've worked with recently with Emil Heskey. I know he's retired in his career. Uh, we've worked worked with John Egan for the last few years, but mostly in the endorsement space. Um, I won't give names in terms of the contract, but it's a broker. It's an intermediary space. It's a broker thing. Um, there isn't someone now. Frank LaBeouf. We've worked with recently. Uh, Jesse Lingard, I told you we're doing something with him this month. Um, we've got some big names. I don't want to. I don't want to kind of brag, but certainly we treat them all the same. We treat the the Gaelic footballer from Kerry the same as the as the as the pro footballer. They're all elite. They all try their best to be the best in their discipline. Um, but so, so certainly there there aren't players we can't connect like that we cannot connect with. Uh, my network is such now that I have people in Holland, Paris, America, uh, and we're constantly selling our platform or our business model to, to all these stakeholders. Um, you, you think of the biggest names. I, I had some mad ones there recently, like, you know, where we, we were trying, we were pitching to a couple of basketball stars. But you'll find Harold Vanner on our platform. You'll find all these big names. Kevin Kilban is, jo- is joining too. Um, we've, we've, we've got a lot of them. Um, Garrett Bale is retired. No, maybe he'll join. <laughs> I say, if uh, no, no one to carry, man, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a Limerick man I saw posted there today. He's a friend of his. He's, a, I think he, he's a CEO of the the Welsh FA. I might go through him. There's <laughs> always way in there. On on, on that note, right. Trevor, I'd like to just to delve into you. You touched on something there about your network. We all have to start somewhere. Um, how did you start building your network in those early days before even Satanta? You know, I suppose it's kind of a compound effect in, but we say the Sunday Tribune, Satanta, and then when you kind of went out on your own, you have to kind of build your network again because you don't have that brand reputation behind you. It was, it was easy in Satanta, Jamie, because you were selling Premier League on Saturday or selling Thierry Henry scoring goals, right? You So... When you're, you know, and if you if you're talking about top names and top sports, we did everything at the time. Satanta was quite big, and the English business, yeah, closed down in '19, and then it was sold to Air in 2015, I think, 16, 15. Um, so I never had a problem with building networks and 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 networking and meeting and calling and meeting. Um, Sport and Dorse then it was a new thing, wasn't it? It was a new agency. But we never said, though, Jamie, we never said we were an Irish agency. We were always a global, we're always a global agency. So I think mm-hmm. I can solve a problem for someone in Australia quite easy via my platform. Same with the States. And now the way 
you can reach out to people so easy on social media and you know your network you don't it's not no longer you're just kind of an agency from dublin you know i'm doing deals with with agents in paris i'm doing deals in america i'm doing deals here um so we never pigeonholed ourselves as an irish agency and we always from the start had that you know we always dreamed and we always think and we we st- we know that we're going to get there you know that we're going to have all these thousands of athletes and thousands of companies talking to each other and doing deals that's our goal and that's and, and we're living it it's happening um, even since December we see them all signing up um, so no the big thing is our our perspective on it our process we didn't pigeon ourselves as an Irish agency we all, we're based here but we can we're only a flight away to Paris we're only a flight away to Madison Square Garden we always said we were going to be a global uh, a global space um, albeit we're, there's 10 people in the company uh, but we've big plans we've the whole floor here on, on 10 Fitzwilliam Street upper we call it or equivalent to 10 Downing Street. And we hope <laughs> next year to have the whole building. We're going to fill up these rooms with staff and people. We're going to fill up the, right to the top. Actually, we don't think we can do the top. I think there's still living up there. But we have a lovely office here, the f- bottom floor. We want to go up. We want to have the desks full upstairs in the next 12 months. And that's our plan. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And just let, let's, let's just look, look into that bag a bit more. How did you yourself build a reputation at the start? You know, when you had very little money, you know, you used to go wine and dine, you used to go for a few pints, lunch, coffee, dinner, you know, just at the start when, you, when you're just trying to get going. Yeah, I got, I got great help from uh, my media friends, my newspaper days, my TV days. They gave us some really good plugs. So we, we got promoted really well. Um, a lot of people would say the PR we got, you know, it was quite good, right? So we did it, we did it, we did a, uh, we, ha- we had a business plan. That model has changed probably 10 times since. But we certainly um, worked hard at it. Of course, you to meet people. We did, you know, but remember, I was, for 15 years, I was flying meeting associations and doing bringing uh, sponsorships to, to, to Champions League finals and things like that. So I had, um, I think if you're honest, you work hard and you're honest and you're, you know, and you try and do best by the client and do best by the athlete, people respect that. And uh, and we've always had that that motto, you know. As an athlete, you respect me. As a, a as a sports agency, we respect you. The company, the same. We do. This, we have the same outlook with them. We try and do the best for them, and we hope that they treat us the same. It's quite simple, isn't it? I, I read. I started reading a book, um, and I, I think I got the first ten paragraphs. And I put it down and went on to something like Maradona or something. But I think the title of it, "Nice Nice is Not a Biscuit," about some ad agent guy in London. And uh, it's nice to be nice, isn't it, in, in life and in business. So that's what we do. We have a no assholes policy. I don't know, can I say that on your podcast? No, it's, of course, it's everyone. working so far. <laughs> All right, Jamie. Thanks, uh, lad. Just, just on that note as well, like, um, you know, how did you go about, we say, obviously, you know, you have a great location, a great office, and you have plans to, to, to grow it even more. But how did you start generating money in the early days, grow the business? You know, it must have been very tight margins, especially like, were you working uh, we, from, were you working remotely at the start or what was the, the setup? But first of all, we, 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 we only worked remotely during COVID. We always had an office. We started off small, small office out in Blackrock. <laughs> we kind of kept upgrading. And a good friend of ours from the Business Plus had us in Donnybrook. They gave us a room in there and we had a meeting room as well. Uh, and then, you know, post-COVID, we came in here. 
and uh, we, you know, we've we've fleshed it out with people, and we've more people joining in the next few weeks. We've two or three, or two two more people starting in the next couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, we we made a few quid in Madison Square Garden. Uh, that that paid the rent for another couple of months. We invested our own money, Declan and I. So we pumped whatever redundancies we had into the business. Very patient wives, and um, and we ran we ran a tight ship. We managed our cash flow. And we kept building. We kept, you know, it was trial and error. We just kept at it, worked hard, worked hard, and um, and we still have challenges. You don't, as you're trying to scale. As I said, we're not trying to be a lifestyle business. We're trying to do the other thing. We're trying to build it and scale into to a global platform and global business. So, um, yeah, was difficult. We worked really hard and managed our few quid, um, and then we got to a point where business was good. Took a drop during COVID. We had a good year last year, up thirty five percent, and we hope to be, we hope to double that. Hopefully, uh, climb a bit more in twenty twenty three, and we've a really good start to the year. We've a lot of kind of recurring rev happening throughout the year, and now we have companies all the time subscribing and paying a small subscription, um, to use our platform to market their services and their product, and to connect with um with athletes no matter no matter what uh, geographical region, you know. So for for athletes, it's free, isn't it? And for companies, there's it's a fee. It's free for athletes. It's free for athletes. Um, we try and create revenue lines. You know, you have you can't just depend on the one thing. Um, so certainly revenue lines are important. Uh, and 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 trying to scale that. But look, yes, free for athletes. There's a small sub for companies and brands, agents, uh, rights holders. Will be the next dev in the new in the, in, in a few months. We'll be deving for right. opportunities to the brands and companies around the platform it's a small sub of 35 euros in ireland a month or 360 a year 20, 35 dollars a month in the states or 360 a year 35 sterling in the uk or 360 a year um but for that you can gift you can communicate you can use the marketplace promote yourself on the newsfeed our marketing team as well man of lice will will promote you push you out among the community uh so it's exciting Two very good, uh, good marketing uh, people. In fairness, I have to put my hand off to the two of them. They've been second to none the last couple of weeks. So, just a special mention to the two. Man, of them man I was on, man, I was on annual leave. I was saying yesterday in the meeting, where is he? I miss him. <laughs> yeah, he's back tomorrow. I think. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Uh, um, is there is there plans, Trevor, of like expanding foot? You know, people on the ground in different locations, like expanding the office. You know, I know you have an office in Dublin, but. Would you think of putting an office in the US or in the Middle East? Like, or what's the what would be the advantage of that? We've an we have an office in Dubai with Manav. That's the truth of it, you know. Um, and hopefully we can do we can do some good things there. Um, Manav's focus from Dubai was always back here in our kind of US, Ireland, and UK markets. The reality is the whole world over there that we haven't even tapped or touched. Yeah. So that you know we have an office in Dubai. Um, definitely going to be setting up an office in the States. Uh, we've good guys in Boston that are, that are kind of stakeholders. They're working with us. The next one, the, the next step will be an office in the States. I don't think we need an office in the UK, but certainly we could have a base there. Um, they're the, they're the, the two main ones. I have a sister in Brisbane and she keeps saying to me, you need an office in Australia. So uh, who knows? I think um, where there's sport, there's sport and dorse. That's a fact. 
Brilliant. I'm going to use that one. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you're 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 expand, expanding into the American market, and that's another that's another animal completely. Like, isn't it? Um, you're you're kind of you have a lot of athletes on the books already, but you're kind of trying to generate more revenue over there. Yeah, I mean, of the five thousand, I don't think there's you know twenty percent of them are American. But yeah, since the NIL ruling happened and and our platform was built. We we didn't build it with build it with that in mind, but as it kind of happened, um, the name, image, and likeness with the colleges has have come up. So if you look at our website, there's an NIL section. There's five hundred and thirty thousand student athletes in America now. Not to mind the international students, the English, the Germans, the French, which is coming this year that can take endorsements and sponsorships now. So it's a it's a vibrant market, and it's one we've our eye on big time. What's your feeling on? Well, I I could be wrong, no, but the Irish players can't go abroad. Is they can't go abroad or can't go to the UK unless they're eighteen? The soccer lads. Um, what's your well, feeling? Where's the, where's the biggest? Where's the biggest league in the world? It's England, right? Mm. So it's the Premier League. Okay, I think it's great. I think it's brilliant. Actually, it's like the golden ticket in Willy Wonka for these kids because you need fifteen points by FIFA now because of Brexit to get into the UK. So you could be playing with France, but you're on the bench, or you're playing with Leon. And you only if you only played ten games in the season, you don't accumulate your fifteen points. Now France is is one of the leading uh, countries in the world in football, so it's a points based system. And we, because of our foreign um, policies with the UK back from nineteen twenty one, Irish kids can go straight in at eighteen. They're also not going in at fifteen and sixteen. Uh, lonely, uh, immature, not able to deal with the loneliness of being home from their their hometown. So. If they're good enough, they'll play. If they're good enough, they'll they'll you know they'll get the, the good teams here, Rovers, Pats, all that, and they'll and Bows, and they'll play until they're eighteen. If the club really wants them in the UK, they can always send them to Nice or somewhere at seventeen. But I think it's it's do you know what? I there's there's scouts coming over from the UK. It's a real opportunity for Irish young fellas if they've got the character, the mindset, the work ethic, and they like playing, and they and they've all those things. And they're working hard. There's a great opportunity for them in the UK now, all because of Brexit. It's fascinating, actually. So all they have to be is 18, and they go to any club they want. Whereas if you in 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 England, if you're in anywhere else in the world in Europe, because of of because of Brexit, you need your 15 points. So well done, 1921 foreign law, foreign agreements. Can you explain that again? What do you mean 15 points? So. The, it's it's a point system. You can't play in, in England now unless you too much paperwork. Clubs don't like paperwork. You have to. I think it's fifteen points, and you need to accumulate fifteen points. If fifteen points is accumulated by uh, playing for your country, fifty percent of games or sixty percent of games for your club that you need to have played in, scoring goals or save or assists is another couple of points. It's a point system, so it's it's nearly impossible if you're African. To get into the Premier League now. Whoa. If you're Irish and you're 18, you go straight in. Whoa. Common Jeez. travel agreement from 1921. Whoa. Jesus. So, even, you know, these African players, even if they come over when they're young, do they still have to adhere to 15 points? Yeah. Yes. Jeez. And they, sorry, they, if if they're really, really good, like, um, you know, the, the, the they, they send them to a club until they, you know, for, for a while and they're younger. But the, the, the point system is, is really, really difficult. 
Jesus, never knew that. That's very interesting. And like I suppose you know, to add on to that, it's a benefit as well that because these Irish players are are more mature and like you said, the uh, the loneliness and all that. You know, it's difficult when kids are going over very young. You know, going from rural places in Ireland and yeah, they're and, going into the lines den, right? They're going into the lines den, and then they come back all disillusioned and they don't feel they're worth anything. And a kid's confidence is quite fragile, right? So you got you got to look after them. So I think eighteen is is a good thing. Absolutely, I think it's a great thing. And the parent, and I would say to any athlete, look after your education, because you could be injured and retired at twenty five, but at least you have an education to fall back on. So if you're seventeen and you want to go play, play your football and get an education. Go to it also gives you an opportunity to go to college. Make sure whatever club you're you go to, be it in Ireland or the UK, are, are giving you an opportunity to go to college as well. So that means they're committed to you too, aren't? Isn't doesn't it? So mm-hmm. I'd say for for parents, schooling is not grand if they can play football. But get an education, and uh, yeah. What are your own values, and how do they align with that of sport and doors? Just delete that there. Um, my own <laughs> values, yeah. It's um, yes, I suppose, yeah. Honesty, work hard, um, respect everybody, um. They're kind of my ones. Uh, as, you, as I said, we have no asshole policy, but I think all, if you look at our values, transparency, inclusivity, uh, isn't all that in there? Honesty, work yeah. hard, be, friend and be friends and respect people and let them respect you. And, you know, I, I think um, I think our values, like we did think them out. <laughs> we did, at the time, we did think them out and we're going to add some more, but, I think they fall under my values. I think honesty, hard work, respect. You'll find our our values align with those. Hundred percent transparency, inclusivity, and and relentlessness, which is obviously hard work. Um, I love throwing this to people as well, uh, entrepreneurs, because it's quite funny to to hear the responses. Uh, did you ever have a? Did you have a business plan? Do you spend hours doing business plans? Oh, you know, poor old Declan and and our 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 accountant. Are doing plans at the moment, doing models um for the states. <laughs> yeah, you you couldn't, de- had... you couldn't you couldn't defend COVID, innit? You know, so <laughs> no, but you know what? Even during COVID, we you know didn't we during COVID we we were we knew that there was no there wasn't a lot of matches, so that there was you know athletes weren't in demand. Um, we invested in our platform. We got investment to 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 do that. So that would have been what we did in COVID. And and of course, look at that now. We invested in our future during COVID, and now we've a platform that's creating all this new stuff and new ideas and new communications and new deals. So, um, we've always had plans. Of course, you know you might not always go to plan, but we've yeah. always had we've always had a plan. Our plan now, our 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 business plan now is 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 fascinating. It's amazing. Uh, the the kind of the potential. Um, we've always had some form of a plan. Um, even when we started out, but like when we were starting out, say Madison Square Garden and all that, we were just rushing to do deals, and you know we were getting on planes, and it was all very exciting. Um, but yeah, we've always had some form of a plan. Our plan now is very sophisticated, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very detailed, very detailed, and uh, and you you spend a lot more time in in developing that for a business you want to scale. Uh, but yeah we're a lot more sophisticated than our first plan I'll just leave it at that 
Brilliant, brilliant. No, I, I think you have to be, especially when you're expanding to new areas and, and uh, you know, you've grown at such a pace that you're grown at. Uh, another thing I'd like to touch on, I know I repeat myself, I'd like to touch on, but another thing I think is very important because, uh, you know, you have these athletes that are in the public eye um, and obviously they're, do, they're doing marketing deals, they're doing sponsorship deals, which is fine. But then you have these athletes who are in the public eye, they're playing the All-Ireland Final, they're playing in, in rugby finals, whatever the case may be, basketball finals, but they're not really utilising their brand at that time when they're playing professional. But then when they retire, you know, they're kind of, they have a loss of identity, you know, that they're no longer the athlete and they didn't prepare for post post their playing career. What what? can you and your team do for that player or what have you done in, in, in similar situations? Cause I assume you, you probably have came across that. First of, all, first of all, that's their, you know, that's their choice, right? If they don't build their brand and look after it as an, I would say to any athlete, as if they're elite to consider um, looking after your brand, brand and monetizing it and, and, and try and, you know, connect with partners. I would say, if you're not doing that, you should be. Um, and wasn't it Tommy Bow that said when he retired, and Tommy's a lovely fella, I've met him a couple of times, and he's, you know, he's a good example of, you know, what to do post-career. You know, he has a clothing line, he's on TV now. Um, but I think he said, I think I heard him on radio one day saying, you know, it was difficult. It's, it's a massive identity crisis, right, when they retire, right? Because they were the rugby player and the soccer player. Then they retire and everyone in awe them because they got the try or the goal or they saved the penalty or whatever it is. So when they retire, it's very difficult for them to basically, you know, I think Tommy Bow said, you know, it was very hard for me to retire because I was Tommy Bow, the rugby player. And when I retired, I was just Tommy Bow. So, you know, no, it was there was no longer, how did you play at the weekend? His chat was all rugby, I presume. So it's hard for them. So, yeah, we provide uh, post-career advice. <coughs> Look at Nina Carberry as she she uh, finished her, her... We only represented Nina post her jockey career. But she came to us and she's doing amazing. She won Dancing with the Stars. She's built up her brand nicely. She's on Ireland's Fittest Families now. There's exciting stuff happening with books that I can't talk about. So... You know, we do all that stuff. Um, it's it's primarily our legacy business, the full service side of it. But um, you can talk directly to Nina on our platform too. But I'm saying, like, say from that lead, that they're just so focused on their playing career. Then when they retire, they're like, oh shit, I should have actually well, worked you, my you brand. You take to take the take that off them. You take pay, that pain off them. We say, you know, athletes to come into us here, and and they're all welcome to, to come in on Ten Fitzwilliam Street up or whoever's listening. I mean, like the reality is you, you want to be the best you can be. You, your whole life been to the pinnacle to get to the best you can be. You shouldn't be worrying about your brand, really. That's what there's agencies like us to do and help you with that. So we tr- take that pain off you and we nurture it and we make sure, you know, that you do the right thing, that you post the right thing, that you don't do this, you don't do that. You make sure you nurture your brand. We help you with growing and developing the brand and, you know, creating, a, I suppose, a lifestyle and earning. Uh, while you post career, isn't that isn't that okay? And something that you you know you've built your whole life, built your brand up unbeknownst to you in some occasion, in some instances. And you're right, they haven't done it while they're playing, and now they have this situation. They have an opportunity to uh, to nurture it and 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 actually build a brand, build a, a revenue line for yourself. 
uh, for your family, for your for yourself. You know, I think it's a no brainer uh, that they should do it. And there's companies crying out for that authentic athlete. And if you're authentic, you know, you should you should definitely do that and join Sport and Dorsh, Jamie. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. We're coming towards the end now, Trevor, but uh, this is where we kind of go up a gear. So what has been the, the biggest <laughs> challenge? <laughs> what has been the biggest challenge since setting up the company? Oh, I'd say COVID was it. Um, but that worked out uh, well for you, though, didn't it? Well, it, it worked out okay in that because there wasn't the same amount of revenue coming in, Jamie, but we there was the Zoom calls happening and athletes were getting paid for that. And um, do you know what happened as well? We built great rapport with athletes during COVID because we, you know, we 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 reached out to them, and the same with companies. I always had a thing: ring the company when they're up and ring them when they're down. You know, you keep in touch and you try and nurture those relationships. So we cemented relationships with athletes. We got more athletes, and we built our platform. But I suppose your cash flow was tough. You know, you were trying to build. We had visions of greatness, and then there was no sport on TV. Uh, so our biggest challenge was was COVID. But anyone that tells you the business is easy, they're lying, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's always a challenge. Even now, you you've you've great of ideas for your business for your plan, but it's not easy. It's always hard. Of course, you have great moments, and when you're doing deals, it's great fun. Get a kid here, oh Jorge, who works who was working with us from Spain. He's a lovely guy, working hard. He's getting no's, and I said those hards when the yes when you get the yes, those those no's will be a little easier to deal with. So. And you don't, there's no easy, it's all graft. If you don't do the 50 calls, if you don't do the 50 meetings, you know, you're not going to get to develop your own personality, your own your own kind of how you pitch, how you do things. And that's the same across life in any business. You have to work harder. Even the companies that are worth 5 billion, they're always trying to get to 6 billion. And they have to work hard at that. You know, so uh, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer of just, uh, of working hard. And, um, and you'll get through things. And, and then you can't look, you can look in the mirror and say, listen, I worked hard today. Um, yes, revenues are down, but we're still here. And just keep going. As soon said to me before, it's all the champagne razor blades. It's all rough or down. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, had a, we, had, we were having a great January. Or December wasn't great. But you take the breaks, you keep going. And you highs and lows. The key is to get consistency, isn't it? And um, and keep those revenue coming revenues coming in as consistent as possible. That's kind of that's what we're trying to do anyway. It's happening. It's the, it's, it's the self talk as well, I suppose, during those you know those periods when things are down and when kind of morale in the in the in on the team might be down that they're not getting those those things done. Or not you have getting... to be positive. You have to be confident. You have to be positive. You have to be confident. And you know, I'm a bit of a dreamer too. You know, I I've, I've visions of greatness. Nothing wrong with that. But if you don't have that visualization, that thought of greatness, so what's the point doing it? You know, uh, I'm not driven by money, by the way. It's not like, I, of course, we need it and we need to survive. And I've got three girls and a wife. Of course, we want better things for them. But ultimately, it's about the success of the business and 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 getting that to where it's potential. If it fails along the way every now and again, so what? You're still doing it. You're creating this dream. You're create, and you need to be dreaming. You need to be visualizing where you're going to see this company in five years. That's the way it has to be, and you have to go for that and achieve those goals, no matter what. Where do you see media and sport athlete branding going in the future? 
because obviously uh, you just just before you you touched on that it's I, I i assume that things kind of changed during covid it kind of gave people the opportunity or said that they need to go on platforms like yourselves and they need to mm. that stuff can be done online it's going to be more streamlined jamie it's going to be more streamlined more easier to connect if you think about it i've I picked up a picture in my um it was a lot of pictures I've, i got in a folder at home and there was one there me at my desk in the 90s in the Sunday Tribune upstairs above Tesco there and it's a gym there now right myself and a guy called Gavin Greeny all we have on our desk is a phone that we'd no laptop we'd no computer that was start those days in the, like not that long ago but now look at us you're in Dubai I'm in Dublin we're both from Kerry talking about sport and business and all and everything around around that so it's going to be much easier to streamline Maybe a hologram where Tom Brady comes up and wishes happy birthday. Maybe something pops up in the sky there. I don't know. But it's going to be easier to connect, easier to do deals. Uh, our platform is in that space. Our platform is going to evolve all down to the needs of the company and the talent. I've no, I've no doubt about that, that it's going to be so much easier uh, to do deals. And I see a lot of it online and on the platform space for sure and on Sport Endorse. Looking back now, Trevor, do you think you would have set up Sport endorse in your twenties. Yeah, I don't think so. Was I nervous, Nelly, in my twenties? I don't know. I was a very confident, bullish guy, I suppose. Yeah. But you think I, the experience um, you've had, you've I, developed, like? Yeah, I think the experience. I think the experience. Do you know what? Maybe, maybe it was. Um, maybe I would have done it a couple of years younger, but certainly, um, no. I think the experience has stood to me, um, and. You know, like, uh, uh, yeah, as I said, I've been lucky. I've been lucky. I met a great business partner, a great team. You know, we've good stakeholders and investors. I've been lucky there. I don't, I, I never, I always look forward, Jamie. I never look back. I've I kind of, you know, I'm one of these people who's very, very positive. Futuristic, they say. Right? Yeah, I'm Futuristic, the same. Futuristic, whatever, that, whatever yeah. that word is, right? So I don't, no, I, it, it is what it is. Could I have done it in my 30s? Maybe. Would have had the money to do it, maybe not. If I just saved a bit better, maybe. But it just the stars aligned a bit, I suppose. It's, it's it's I won't go I won't go too dreamy. It's not fate, but maybe there's something where the timing was right and um and and the space was right and the opportunity was right at that time. And as I said, meeting my friend in O'Brien's who was doing the guy's taxes and his accountant to saying, Can I get in front of him? That all happened, you know, and Maybe that wouldn't have happened uh, a few years earlier. So I think 15 years, uh, whatever, 10 years in the Tribune and 15 years in Satanta and the openness I had to kind of do deals across all the Satanta platforms just had stood to me. Um, and, you know, and actually realize that you can you can do this quite easy. Uh, you know, if you if you it's easy to not easy to scale, but easy to do it and not be afraid to go for it. And, and that stuff has come, I think, comes with age, I think, unfortunately. And it's, 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 isn't it funny that if you didn't make the decision to go to O'Brien's bar that day, you know, you never know what could have happened? Yeah, I think we were, we were, we were growing anyway, right? I think like we were doing the work anyway. Um, I definitely would have found another app. I mean, we've done stuff with Formula One and failed with no problem saying that. Like it's not, we some some stuff sticks, some doesn't. 
but you get better at the sticky stuff going forward as you as the more you practice and the more you do it. Um so yeah, do I do I I I I'm um I I'm very you know grateful to to the the things that have happened along the way and um and I don't take it for granted. When you say it failed, is that just that the aligning the athlete and the brand or deals just yeah, didn't work out? Like I think it didn't work out too early for the at an athlete's career. Um, you know, we, we've pitched stuff. Um, we've pitched lots of stuff. Lots of us have has has worked for both the company and the rights holder or the athlete. And some stuff doesn't work. Boss, mm-hmm. our, our Madison Square Garden worked. It worked because it was Paddy's day. It was on ESPN to 100 million homes. Big boxer, great, great venue. Everyone loved it. And we we made great contacts in America from that as well. In turn, one of them has become, an, actually two of them have become investors and came to that fight. So, Brilliant. you know, it, it it's not, you know, it, so that was our, no matter what you can say, that probably was our break uh, to kind of spread the wings to different markets, if you get me. Brilliant, brilliant. I, I... Following on from that note, what do you think is important for you know for an Irish business to grow on a global scale, like you're doing? Don't be make don't be afraid to make friends in different markets. Uh, don't be afraid to work hard in different markets. Be proud and confident of your product. Just go for it. If you believe you have something really good, and you and then you and and you realize you do have something good, uh, just go for it. And 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 make the contacts, make the connections, build a rapport with the agent in Paris, build the rapport with the company in Vegas, build the rapport and just, you know, and put it all out there. Wear it all in your sleeve and go for it and make sure you you don't pigeon yourself up to one discipline. We never said that. No, we've 93 disciplines, you know, so I, I think it's that it's it's your outlook. It's it's the way you kind of the perception. Perception is important in our business, but that's all fluffy for me. I think if you work hard and you're not afraid of growing and and the and, and actually bring in your stakeholders, bring in your staff, talk about what about the growth, what you want to achieve, can they all buy in? They're all important things in a in a business that wants to grow. And uh, and don't be, you know, be stuck in the one thing. Always be moving, always be thinking of new ideas, different things you can do for different talent, different companies. What I came up with an idea today. With an, with, a, with an accountancy firm, had a meeting at, at 10 o'clock and we were talking about something and the idea I came up with, I thought was a reality, but actually was a great idea when I finished <laughs> it. It was, a, it was actually, that's a really good idea. But I was trying to explain what another company was doing on a large scale, booking 100 athletes on the platform, which is a reality. But the thing I had come up with, but that was only by conversation. Do you do that, right? Do you, you know, let them put down the thing and start chatting and be, be yourself and uh, and and keep selling, keep keep at it, keep doing it, keep coming ideas, keep selling, and uh, and talking and discussing stuff with people. And what are the needs of the company? What are the needs of the athletes? Not every athlete wants to do Q and A. Not every athlete wants to be in the front of a bottle of milk. What do you want to do? What does the, what kind of what do the companies need? Need this year's is kind of a struggle year for a lot of companies. Budgets are down. Can we help there? So um, just keep keep at it. Keep. keep Keep talking, keep working, and you'll be okay. How do you build a rapport with these people abroad or even in Ireland? You know, what what do you do? Do you get on a plane and meet them for a, a coffee or what get, do you do? Get, get on a plane is, is a good one. Get deals for get deals for them is another. Um 
And uh, like I was working with our French friend and so myself and him got on a Zoom call during COVID again. Uh, we were talking about footballers to start and now we're doing endorsement deals all the time. He's one of our regular in- incomes, like, you know. Um, I think have the crack as well, you know. Have fun with them. Build a rapport and, and, um, and you know, and pay on time, you know, and, and get deals done and do keep the, keep the relationship sweet. And, um, and and again, don't be afraid of it. But yeah, it you know, I don't even think I've met him. <laughs> I'm due, he's due to come to Dublin for a pint, and I'm due to come to Paris to PSG game. But we haven't done it yet. We're chatting every second day about different talent and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think, um, you, you know, it's difficult to build rapport over a Zoom, but we're getting on good, aren't we? Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. We're uh. We'll, we'll definitely meet for a point at some stage whenever that'll happen, but we'll uh, we'll get there, all right? Uh, you just look. We we have a lot more left now, Trevor. But the you know you've you've come across and you come across high achieving people on a daily basis. Do you think, or if you could summarize, is there a certain team among all of them? A certain trend? You know, determination. Like, determination. I think. Um, hard work. Um. Love for their discipline. I think family. I think they're a lot of athletes are very family focused. That's something they just thought of there now, right? Um, determination, hard work. Uh, you know the the drive to win. Driven is the one word I put on it. Driven. Perfect. Perfect. Nobody knows what the next five years hold. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow, but. In ideally, where do you plan to be in the next five years? Oh, look, um, we'll definitely be a big business. That's a reality. And I would say I'm I'm quite bullish about that. You'll see, I think you'll see Sport and Dorse with a couple of hundred staff in different locations, maybe even more. And um We'll probably be at version ten at that stage. I don't know. <laughs> they'll be, they'll be, they'll be talking to each other. There'll be zooms built in and everything. That's actually not a bad idea either. But so, so like, no, I'd say, I'd say, uh, well, well, well and truly scaled. I would say, fully fledged business. I'm always going to be in this industry, by the way, Jamie. No matter what happens, um, we we upsize, we downsize. I'll always be doing this gig. That's for sure. Is leaving a legacy important to you? Um, I suppose, yeah, does legacy fall into nostalgia as well? I don't know. I, um, I, I do want, I do want to leave something behind for my family to be proud of my kids. hundred percent that falls under legacy. I think, yeah, legacy is important. This one all causes a huge amount of confusions. I had a person on last night with a couple million followers on, on social media and he he couldn't answer it. He gave me every different kind of an answer. But what are two daily non-negotiables? Oh, yeah, like, just don't be an asshole is one of them. I don't tolerate it. We don't tolerate it in this business. Treat us with respect and we'll treat you with respect. That's non-negotiable. And if you don't, it's next. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, 
yeah, my, my family life is important. Looking after my kids, um, my wife, my that's all important. That's non-negotiable. They're there, and me and them are very important. Uh, and yeah, they're no asshole. It's the other one. I, other than that, I don't have any kind of rules. We're quite liberal that way. We're quite open-minded in terms of what we want to do and achieve. So I don't say like you can't do that because anyone who says you can't, it it creates a negative effect. So we're kind of go for it. Um, keep going, keep going for it. Yes, I want to come back with the yes. Come back with and those. And no for me is just a not yet. And I've always said that. That's another one. Like for me, it's a if you say no, I, I say it's just not yet. And I get a yes eventually. Uh, that probably answers my last uh, my last one. Have you a motto you live by? And that's it. Yeah, I think it's it's uh it's work hard, have respect, and uh, yeah, no, it's just not yet. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Look, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up, Trevor. I think we covered a huge amount. Um, we got a good insight into into you, into the business, and where you want to go in the future. And I look, I really appreciate you taking time out to come on into your podcast, and best luck with everything going forward. Jamie, thanks so much for having me today. Again, if any company wants to uh, to join the Sport and Dorse platform, they can go on to sportandorse.com and join as a brand. An athlete anywhere in the world, if they're elite and, elite, and they just have to be 16 legally, but elite, trying to be the best they can be, they can download the Sport and Dorse app to their phone on Apple and Android and uh, and join that way. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll see you in Dubai sometime soon. I hope you all enjoyed that interview with Trevor. If you'd like to know more about Sport and Dorse, be sure to check out their website or I'll put a link in the show notes. That is all from us on this week's episode. We'd ask you to rate, review and tell your friends, family about an Inside View podcast. And also do click subscribe if you haven't done so already. It means a huge amount to us and it makes a huge difference. Be sure to follow us on social media. We're on all social media platforms. Have a lovely week and be sure to tune in again next week. We have another exciting guest. Till then, stay safe. And remember, cred on a fan. Talk to you all soon, and thank you all for listening.